The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. soccer the show where i discuss soccer from the perspective of an american sports fan i'm your host michael um coming up on today's show have a rather unique topic but i think that it's one that needs some serious discussion and it's not necessarily unique to soccer but it is toxicity so um more specifically, toxicity in sports. Uh, if this topic interests you, you're really going to want to stay tuned and listen because I got a good one for you. All right. So tell me this. How would you feel if someone paid money to come to your job and watch you work? I know that, you know, in the beginning, it would undoubtedly be a little strange at first, but you get used to it. <laughs> but while those people there watching you, they get the feeling that you suck or that you just simply aren't trying hard enough. So what do they do? They go and get on TV and they log into Twitter and Facebook and, and any social media that they really have. And they start telling everyone who will listen just how trash and how overpaid you are. Well... This is just another Tuesday in the life of a professional athlete. And as a fan, I understand 
but here it goes. <laughs> no one wants to be called toxic, even if they know in their heart of hearts, that's exactly what they are. The moment that you call a toxic person just that toxic, they turn that toxicity up a level and then directly aim it at you. And that's never really a fun place to be, especially if your aim is to call out someone on social media for being toxic. And that particular person has a decent sized following. What are they going to do? They're going to turn all their fans and have them aim their toxicity at you. Now, check this out. In the first year of the pandemic, the World Health Organization actually stated that there was a gigantic 25% global increase in anxiety and sadness. Now, let's be clear. No human being on Earth is exempt from contributing to that statistic. Not professional athletes and not their fans either. We have had the ability to really see how fan behavior has changed, in my opinion, for the worse after having fans back at live events for a little while since COVID. And athletes are really bearing the burden of the increasingly toxic American fan base's violent outbursts. People may be more likely to criticize certain athletes when they see there are other people that they follow or celebrities that they follow, TV personalities that they follow doing so on social media. Many, though, they seem to forget that these athletes are human beings, uh, human beings, excuse me. And when fans start making hurtful comments about them, it really it just flat out stinks. But with the emergence of social media, it has given the average irate sports fan a platform to air their grievances whenever they want, frankly. It used to be a place where people would be careful about what they say, but now it is almost a place where you don't think you just type and hit send. Now that is, cru that it's a real crucial component of toxicity or toxic fan culture because people feel as though they must share every single thought they have in relation to sports. And I think that's definitely just a, a current phenomenon of today's age. But let's not forget that fan is actually short for fanatic. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, I know, now Webster's Oxford, but according to the Oxford Dictionary, a fanatic is someone who exhibits excessive and single-minded zeal. And that really is just a quality that could indicate issues with impulse control. Now, for example, when it comes to, or in example, that comes to one's preferred uh, sports team. But professional athletes, they have tremendous levels of talent and wealth, but that has seemed to have made fans less sensitive to their very genuine humanity, which has a negative impact on their mental health. And when I say there, I mean the athlete. Because athletes are simply able to perform tasks that the average human being cannot. And that gives them the appearance of being superhuman. 
But the truth is that everyone is subject to very human disorders like sadness, anxiety, and even suicide, regardless of how talented they are or how much money they have. A fan's quick response to something like that could be something like, well, you get to play a child's game for millions. Boo hoo hoo. But they quickly forget that money does not solve all of your problems and nor does it insulate you from genuine human feelings. Now, let's be clear. I understand that telling a working person who may be in poverty or frankly in debt that money doesn't solve all your problems is not the best thing to do. But telling someone who could very well use just $1,000 to solve their problems that a whole million wouldn't make them happy is something that they're just not going to be able to hear. But hear me out. Yes, $1 million would make you happy. But after about a month of having that million dollars comes a whole new set of problems and issues. A new normal will be established for you. And that new normal will come with a new set of problems on its own. Now, maybe family members want handouts from you or the government wants more in taxes from you. And then you feel like people only deal with you to get a dollar out of you. And the happiness will fade quickly. Trust me. Your only sanctuary will come when you get to retreat into that thing you love. And for a professional athlete, that may be playing the sport that they play. Only to be harassed online by someone who envies you in the worst way. And they have no idea what it's like to be in your shoes. Now, the perfect recipe for negativity is created when fanaticism, sports, and social media collide. (laughs) People now feel more free to express their opinions because of their online anonymity. They'll never see half these people face to face. (laughs) People now feel as though anything goes because they are shielded by that online anonymity. But the conundrum is that it's easy to understand how people get this way because at sporting events and sporting community and within sporting communities, so many other people in your immediate vicinity, in your echo chamber, share your enthusiasm for your team or your sport. But sports are so intoxicating for fans. And this is why it's... It's so fun to support a team. It's it's fun. It's camaraderie built up in a fan base. But frankly, it can get downright nasty. Fans have reportedly thrown concession items at athletes in the past year, yelled foul language at them, and even physically harassed players' families in the middle of a game. The family of NBA star Chris Paul was violently harassed by two fans who were thrown out of the American Airlines Center during a Dallas Mavericks Phoenix Suns game last season. But these hostile fan encounters don't just happen in the NBA. It occurs in all sports, everywhere, and has even been linked to internet and in-stadium racial abuse. We are beginning to mimic what we see happening in European sports as this kind of fan behavior sweeps through American sports. The intensity and regularity of these violent outbursts may be seen 
in the European soccer fan base. Everything from fires to riots to relentless racial harassment by European soccer fans has been witnessed. We recently um, just witnessed racial abuse from England fans directed at uh, black English players when they missed uh, penalty kicks in the Euro 2020 competition. It's it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. You want to tweet banana emojis and monkey emojis at them, and it's not a good look. But since the heckling, abuse, and harassment of these athletes has been going on for generations, no one has really declared it to be unacceptable. And it's time to talk about the issue that keeps coming up. Because athletes are being harassed by fans, and it, it frankly has to stop. And that's not just athletes, it's also coaches. But this kind of fan conduct has to alarm us all. Wake up. Because nothing on planet Earth, nothing on planet Earth permits fans to treat athletes this way. Not your passion for the game, not the cost of the ticket that you paid for to get into the arena, or your capacity to remain anonymous online. To put it mildly, it's rather puzzling why sports fans are unable to identify this as being just simply egregious. It's disgusting. And that is going to do the end of my little rant essay. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. If you enjoyed this, please connect with the show. I have links to all my socials in the show notes. Um, please rate the show. It really helps me grow a lot. Um, thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.